Today is Friday, it's Gimel Tevis, which is, I guess, Isru Chag of Chanukah. Yeah. Some years it's actually Zeis Chanukah. When Kislev is a Chasas, this is Zeis Chanukah. Now, it's out of Shabbos Kedish, Vayigash. So we're learning the Maimed of Vayigash from Tov Shin Mem Zai, 19. 87. This is the Maimed that we're learning. Understandably, with the Yevishter's help. Now, this Maimed is Vyavdi David, which means that it's a, a pasuk from the Haftere of Pashas Vayigash. Vayigash is one of those Pashas where Hasidus shows most clearly the connection between the Pasha and the Haftere. The Pasha begins with Yehuda approaching Yosef. And the Haftarah speaks about the idea that when Mashiach comes, Yehuda and Yosef, Ephraim and Yehuda are going to become one. The difference is only that in the Parsha, Yehuda is approaching Yosef, which means Yehuda is subordinate and Yosef is superior. And when Mashiach comes, it's going to be, which means to say that Mashiach is going to come and then Yehuda is going to be superior and Yosef is going to be dominant. There's many of my modern Vavdi Davids from the Rebbe. Many. Many. I don't know. Half a dozen Efshein Achmerit. It's, it's a Maimed which the Rebbe said frequently, Vayigash, and there's also other times. I think we had a Maimed Achen Shal Pesach. Vavdi David could be a Shvuz Dekem Maimed. But there's many of my modern from the Rebbe Vavdi David. This is one of those. But of course, when you learn a Maimed from the Rebbe, especially those my modern from the Rebbe that the Rebbe said, Kvayachal, the same Indian come upon them many times, you always have to find what's a little different. There is something about this Maimeh which is, I think, considerably different than the standard version of the Maimeh of Avdi David, which makes this Maimeh unique. Or in the old-fashioned language of Hasidim, the Rebbe's Chiddush in this Maimeh. I once got a, 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 a criticism from one of the women for using that expression, the Rebbe's Chiddush in the Maimeh. But that's the light. When you learned, when you heard a Maimeh from a Rebbe, my modem are all based on from before. Ultimately, they go back to the Alter Rebbe, like I've explained to you many times. So every time a Rebbe says a Maimed, in one way it's very similar to the Maimodim with the similar Dibra Maskel that came before. But each Rebbe says something additional, expands it, elaborates. And I believe that this Maimed has something a little bit different than is typical for most of the Maimodim, Abdi David, that I have learned. But we're going to start the Maimed in a funny place. We're going to start the Maimed with an observation that the Rebbe makes in the middle of the Maimed. If you look on the first page, I made an Aleph about five lines into the Maimed. And this is where we're going to start. says the Rebbe, I want to explain. Why my Morem why this Maimed Befrat and my Morem Chasidis in general begin with questions. Many my Morem Chasidis. And Lachayr, it's not many. It's a Rubam Kekulam, the vast majority of my Mare Chasidus, Shamatchil and Bashal, as they begin with questions. Now, of course, the meaning of this observation, what does Rebbe mean? Why did my Mare begin with questions? The only part of Taylor that doesn't begin with questions is Taylor Shabiksav. <laughs> What's the first word of the Mishnah? Me'emesai, from when? Hastashayna Kash. Only Chumish doesn't ask questions. The whole Taylor Shabalpeh is a series of Shal Sachulis. In other words, the whole process of interpreting the Torah is a process by asking questions of not understanding things 
and then finding answers and getting answers to things. In the Lashna Gemara, first there is darkness and then there is light. So why is the Rebbe asking why my mother begin with the question? The whole Teirah Shalapel goes in the way of Shalos Atrilis. Now, I'm going to give you my own answer to this observation, although I don't know if it's true, but I think it's true. And that is, that remember that this is Hasidus. And Hasidus is Pnimiya Satera, the Neshama of Teirah, the face of Teirah. What do we know about Pnimiya Satera, the face of Teirah? That there's no kashas. Right? Let me guess at Kedish. Simen Chavov. There's no questions and no disputes and no uncertainty. In other words, Pnimiya Satera shouldn't have kashas. It's above kashas. And the lumdus of this, the scholarly commentary on what I just said, is the following. That the, it says in Chumash, at the beginning of Bereshis, near the beginning of Bereshis, that Vayasa Lekim, Hashem made for Adam Adam and Chavet Kosnes Eir Kosnes means a tunic a shirt Eir out of leather and he dressed them in this outfit in other words Eibishter made for Adam and Chavet the first set of clothing now Rashi explained that this was not the same kind of clothing that you and I know Rashi says this was actually a, like a second skin it was a they had on top of their skin um the equivalent of scales. It was like, um, like uh, tzipedin, the stuff that nails are made of. And it was actually part of their body, as Rashi says. And according to Rashi, this actually happened before Adam and Chavad did the Aveda in the first place, when they were Arumim. But in the Chazal, there's a very interesting thing said on this puzzle. The Eibish to make for Adam and Chavad, Kosnei Seir, so the Gemara says, V'teros l'shalab meir ha'yekosof Kosnei Seir b'yalev. In the Rabmeir Sefer he would write the word Oyer with an Aleph as opposed to with an Ayin. What's the difference? Hashem made for Adam Machava a tunic, costs a shirt, Oyer. Oyer means leather with an Ayin. But Oyer with an Aleph means light. So what kind of a garment did Hashem make for Adam Machava? So most Chumashim, most Sefer Teira, our Sefer says he made for them a garment of leather. The mayor Sefatera me says he made him a garment of light, like it says in the Barchinafshi, which you say the Shkedesh, Oita Oir Kasama. The Abishta expands light as a shirt, as a tunic. How could light be a garment? Good question, deserves an answer, but not for right now. Thank you very much. But this is the idea. So how do you explain this? The way you explain this is as follows. And, and I'm gonna say it in these words. Simpsom is a good thing or a bad thing? Reducing things, explaining something better, using more words, saying less at a time is a good thing or a bad thing? Of course, the answer to that question is it's a necessary thing. It's a necessary thing. If someone is very smart and insists on learning on a first grade level, that's terrible. If someone is not so smart, please. If someone is not so smart and they need to uh, work harder to explain things, so then symptom is a necessary thing. So the idea that you reduce something is good if you need it, but not good if you don't need it. So a person learns Tater. You can learn Tater on a higher level, learn Tater on a lower level. What's better? And of course the answer is that depends on the person. If you could learn Tater on a higher level and you're learning Tater on a lower level, it's called Bittel Tater. But if you cannot learn Tater on a higher level, and you should learn Tater on a lower level, and you insist on learning Tater on a higher level, that's also Bittel Tater. You don't understand what's flying. So the need to 
to struggle with the Torah, the need to reduce what we learn and how we learn the Torah, to be able to understand it, is a symptom of our own limitations. This is what questions are. Questions mean I don't understand. Why would a person ask questions? Because they want to understand. When you want to understand, then you don't understand, you have no choice but to ask a question. In Kabbalistic language, in mystical words, the letters of the Sefer are black. That means they're blocking light. Around the letters, there's the Mukul Gavil, the whiteness of the cloth. That's light. So the blackness of the Sefer letters are blocking the light of the Sefer Is that a good thing or a bad thing? This is all mysticism. And of course the answer is, if the Sefer did not have black letters, it would be only pure white light, we would have nothing. What's better, more of nothing <laughs> or less of something? So the shocha, the black letters of the Sefer they conceal over the white light, but they allow us to access a lesser light. That's how Teirah Shabbat Peh works. Teirah Shabbat Peh works, you don't understand. You read a, a biblical text, read a passage from Chumash, a passage from Tanakh, you don't understand it, you ask a kasha, that kasha is a hell of a hester, it's a symptom of a concealment, it's a symptom of a chasorim, but that's the only way you can come to a ted, it's not a clarity. If when you look at the Sefer Tedah, you see black light that covers over the white light. But if you have Rameyer Sefer Tedah, Rameyer Sefer Tedah, the garment itself is light. In other words, Rameyer was, the Gemara says, his idea was oil, light, in a way like Abshim Bayachai, who was his chavit, the Tamidim Rav Akiva. Rameyer looked at the Sefer Tedah, he saw only light. He didn't see kashas to which there are terutzim. He saw terutzim. So therefore, in a mayor's sefer tera, he wrote that the garment the Abish made for Adam and Chava was a tunic, kosnes, but from oil, lotion, oil, lichtikai. Because since his tera was a tera muara, he saw a lichtikai tera, he had no kashas. He had only terutzim. He understood that the lavush, the garment that Adam and Chava had, also was not a helen. didn't conceal Adam and Chava, it simply revealed Adam and Chava. So you have a very interesting thing that works out from what I just told you. For most people, we are in the dark when it comes to Tehidah. The only way we can find enlightenment is by asking questions. But Pnimiyas HaTehidah, Kabbalah Hasidus, Pnimiyas doesn't mean the inner dimension of Tehidah, it means the face of the Tehidah. Chokh Masadim Ponav, on the face you see everything. Those people, who are sensitive to the Pneumius Atayra don't have kashas, they have only terutz. The B'shem Ben Yechoi, when he revealed the Zayar, it wasn't the Pshat, he had kashas on a deeper level, and if he gave terutz on a deeper level. He saw Oyer, he looked at the Aishas of the Sefer Tehra, he didn't see Helen Vahest, he saw Lichtikai. In other words, not he understands Tehra on a higher level, it's a whole nother Tehra. It's not a Tehra B'derach Kasha and Tehra, it's a Tehra B'derach Oyer. So therefore the Rebbe asked the Kasha, see this is Pneumius Atayra, how come every Maimah begins with kashas? Kashis has to do with Nigla the Tater. Kashis has to do with Helva Hester. Kashis has to do with Kosta Serbaian. But isn't Chsidis like Kabbalah, Pneumia Satayra, which means it reveals the face of Godliness? We have no Kashis. Only to Rutsum, my mother Chsidis, you quote a Pasuk and tell you a Pshat. Why a Kashis? And that's the Pshat of this question that the Rebbe begins his Maimah with, sort of. I'll read it again inside five lines from the beginning. Veshlavayaza, I want to explain, says the Halik at Rebbe. Shamaschal Hamaimah Bishaila. That this question begins with a question. 
This is a rule in Hasidus in general that you begin with kashas. And the Rebbe gives two answers. This is Hasidus, Pneumius Atera. And because it's Hasidus and because it's Pneumius Atera, the Rabbeim don't have any kashas, they have only Terutzim. One of Rabbi Groner's nephews told me a nice story. Label Groner was Angizot. Label Groner was the Rebbe's secretary for many years. It's not a galechte, it's a very awesome thing. He was Bachar of 20 years old, he was the Rebbe Shamish. A Bachar of 20 years old. And he stayed with the Rebbe all the years. And apparently the Rebbe would talk to him from time to time. I'm sure he talked to all of his secretaries. Now, Label is a Yiddish Ken Lennon. Label Groner is not an Amaris. I don't know when he learns, but he's not an Amaris. So from time to time, the Rebbe would ask him what he thought of a Fabrengen, what he thought of a Sikhe. And uh, he had to tell the Rebbe's opinion, which means he had to pay attention. <laughs> so once, the Rebbe said a Rambam. This was in the Mems. And the Rebbe asked him what he thought of the Rebbe's Hezbollah and Rambam. So he told the Rebbe what he didn't understand. The Rebbe said a Sikhe and a Rambam. And he didn't understand exactly what the Rebbe said, whatever the reasons were, the legitimate, illegitimate. <coughs> but he, he, he answered the Rebbe honestly, I didn't understand kach So the Rebbe tried to explain it again. When the Rebbe explained it again, he told the Rebbe Vaitara Malakasha, he still didn't understand. So the Rebbe explained it again, and he asked the Rebbe Vaitara Kasha, back and forth, from the Rebbe said, ah, mine in the and do house the name Vregen Kashas. Which means my purpose is to answer a question, you insist on answering more questions. Now, shot. what does this story mean? It's a story with the Rebbe. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of ways of explaining this, but I'm not telling you the story to analyze. To, telling the story to analyze the story as it relates to the Rambam. But that's the Indian of a Rebbe. It's a Farem for Nkashis. Lichtik. And in Pnimius Atayda, it's Machel Lichtik on Kashis. Push it over. So why don't we Baruch Hasidus begin with questions? And the Rebbe gives two answers. He says, number one, Bishum Shaila. When you create a question. The clarification that follows. The learner enjoys it more. Which means, in other words, when the Rabbeim said, my Marek Hasidus, they didn't have kashas. When the Rabbeim said, my Marek Hasidus, like the Rebbe explains many times, it's a Inyan Elakus, Ruch HaKadosh, the Rebbe goes Lamaila, and he tells what's happening Lamaila. He creates the kasha for us. For him, there's only a teretz. But he knows that if when he says the Maimed, he will first ask the Kasha and give a Teretz, the oil of the Hasidus that he's giving to us will be Gishmakeh for us. So it's not the Pshat that the Kasha is really the Kasha. In Nigla, the Ikid is the Kasha. In Pnimius Ateris, the Ikid is the oil. Now, then, to bring the oil to us in a way that for us it will be Gishmak, yes, the Kasha. But then there's a second Teretz. The Oyedza, second Teretz is. When you have a clarification that follows a question, even in Chsidis, you have the second idea, which is the advantage of light that follows darkness. In other words, the advantage of a light which is bouncing back because of the question. The advantage that the learning that you're doing is not simply opening yourself up to the Eivishtas Teira, but you're sort of creating the Teira because you had a cash and you gave a Teira. Now, what's the Pshat in this second Gedank? I don't know, but I'll tell you what I think. And that is, that apparently in Primius Ateira there's also Madregis. The face of Teira, which is, oh, it also has Madregis. And when you want to go from one Madrega of the Primius Ateira, of oh, to a higher Madrega of Primius Ateira, you need Chayshin. So although it's true that the whole idea of Pneumius Atayda is 
But since there's different madrigas in lichtikait, if you want to go to a higher madrig in lichtikait, one of the means of doing it is by having a helen vahesta in the oyer, and as a result, the helen vahesta in the oyer, you come to a higher madrig. So for these two reasons, the Rebbe argues, my mori chasidis, which are primius atayra, that the union of primius atayra is oyer, is ponim. There's no kashis. Ask kashis, first of all, it makes it gishmaka for us. And second of all, it allows that in Pneumius Atayda itself, you should go deeper and deeper and even deeper. In other words, higher and higher lights. And you have also the mile of the Masih Since you're asking a question, the higher light that you're revealing is also your avoid and not just a matada from the Mabish. So this is a comment that Rebbe makes in a Maimir. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that, I don't know if you remember, the Rebbe saying these Maimur, it was sort of, it was like a schmooze. <laughs> the whole the way that Rebbe said my mother my Sikha was such an unusual thing. It was like Rebbe was talking to himself in a very casual kind of way. And I give off Navot. But this is an interesting idea that Rebbe is explaining why even in Hasidus you have Kashis, even though Hasidus is Pnimius Ponim of Tayra, and he gives two tutors. Now that we gave an introduction, let's learn the Maimir. Va'avdi David Melech The Pasik says in the Haftayra of our Pasha Pasha Vayigash. That when Mashiach comes, there will no longer be two kingdoms, no longer being Yehuda and Benyam, Yehuda and Yosef, Yehuda and Ephraim. There's only going to be one kingdom, and that kingdom is the kingdom of Yehuda, David HaMelech's family. And who is going to be the king? David. David is going to be Melech and their king, Vereya Echad, Yilakum, they're going to have only one shepherd. Now, Bepashtis David HaMelech over here doesn't mean David HaMelech Agashmi, it means Mashiach's king. Says the Rebbe, we do a maimir kveig. Which is the Rebbe Chama Yadvon said there is a maimir from the Tzidik based on this pasuk, which he said in Tzadik Tez, Allah pasuk, Shekvanit was bolsheini. Based on that, it's already been published. Based on Machkimis, looking inside will make you wise. Shamaschal b'shaila. With the Tzidik, it begins with the kasha, and the kasha is La Mamiyachim Es Melech Hamashiach Adav Damelech Alav Ashalom. Why do you call Mashiach by the name David? David is one thing, and Mashiach is another thing. You insist on describing Mashiach as David HaMelech, even though David HaMelech is the first Mashiach, as Rambam calls him, and Mashiach Tzidkenu is the final Mashiach. It's a different Bechina, it's a different Indian. Why do you insist on describing Mashiach Tzidkenu with the name David Malka Mashiach? That's the first question. Now skip the piece we read before, and go to where I made on the margin, Bayes dash Bayes. You see? Umam Shech there's a vertical line in the page, about eight lines from the top. And the Rebbe continues. In addition to the initial question of why we talk about the Mashiach being a king over all of Israel and the Jewish nation no longer being divided into two, we call Mashiach David and not another name. Mamshech Shom, there's another observation. The idea that when Mashiach comes, Yid, they can have only one shepherd. This means to say, when Mashiach comes, the Jewish nation will not be divided up into two kingdoms. It's described in the Avtaita of that Pash, of that Pasuk, of that sequence of Pasuk. That Hashem says to the Novi, Take one piece of wood. Because of Allah, write on that piece of wood, Yehuda and his friends. Who are the friends of Yehuda? Binyamin. Yehuda and Binyamin were one kingdom. And I would like you to explain to me how this is not true, but I would like to propose that part of Yehuda and Binyamin was also Shimon. Because if you understand Jewish geography, Shimon was to the south of Yehuda and Binyamin. 
That's not a Shvatim to the north. The idea that Shimon was with the other ten Shvatim, I don't understand how it's possible. But okay. Another piece of wood. And write on it, Yosef eats Ephraim for Yosef the stick of Ephraim for whole basis of Chaverov and the whole house of Israel that are his friends. In other words, we all know that in the time of the first base Amikdash, after Shlomo passed away, the Abish divided the Jewish nation into two: Judah and Israel, Yehuda and Yisrael. So the Hashem says to the Navi Yechazkel, take two pieces of wood to represent to rec- to symbolize these two kings, and then it says. I am going to take the stick of Yosef which is I gave to Ephraim and the tribes of Israel his fellows and I'm going to place them in a way that on top of them you have eight Yehuda the stick of Yehuda he says take these two pieces of wood put them together but put Yehuda on top because I will make these two pieces of wood these two kingdoms into one they're going to become one in your hand in my hand in other words Hashem says take two pieces of wood put them together and this is a a prophetic vision and act and speech that indicates there will be a time that the nation of Israel will be reunited under the banner of Yehuda not Yosef continues this is one of the reasons between this Pasha and this Haftar it's written that Yehuda approaches Yosef which means Yosef is, is superior to the subordinate and the same is true in the Navi which is read along with the Pasha it says I'm going to place them in such a way that on top of Yosef will be Yehuda the fusion of Yehuda and Yosef so the beginning of Jewish history is a meeting of Yehuda and Yosef but there Yosef is superior the end of Jewish history is a meeting of Yehuda and Yosef but there Yehuda is a superior there's two ways for Yehuda to meet Yosef and they are the F said it's conceivable to Yosef Yosef should be higher than Yehuda Yehuda is approaching Yosef there's another way which is the idea there will again be a unity between Yehuda and Yosef but the way it is going to be that David HaMelech's kingship will continue forever in other words the king Mashiach who will unify the Jewish nation is from Yehuda so the Pasha and Avtaira tell us the same thing but in different ways in the Pasha Yehuda and Yosef are getting together but Yosef is the boss and in Avtaira when Mashiach is going to come Yehuda and Yosef are getting together and Yehuda is the only king Okay, and there's many sikhas in the Rebbe where the Rebbe analyzes this and explains this it's very very exciting our Maimed also does. Our Maimed is going to explain to us what is the significance of this idea that there are two kings, Yehuda and Yosef. Once upon a time, Yosef was superior and Yehuda was subordinate. And once in a time, take it from a Yad Mamish, Yehuda will be a king and Yosef will be a king and Yehuda will be superior and Yosef will be told, lose his identity, he's going to become bottled to Yehuda. What does this mean? In simple words, our Maimed has two questions. Number one, why is Mashiach called Yehuda? 
And number two, what is the significance of the fact that in the beginning of time, Yosef was superior to Yehuda, and at the end of time, Yehuda is going to dominate? So the Rebbe says, Allah Havin said, the answer to this question, the Fidik Rebbe immediately explains Yosef Yehuda and Avoid. In other words, if you wanted to give an explanation of Yosef and Yehuda, you could start with mysticism, with Kabbalah. Yosef is Tzadik Elyon, and Yehuda is a lower Madrega. You can start talking all kinds of dramatic, mystical things. The Rebbe says, skip it. Skip the Haskalah. Go straight to the Avoidah. In other words, bypass the version of Yosef and Yehuda that explains the Kabbalah of Yosef and the Kabbalah of Yehuda. And of course, when you say the Kabbalah of Yosef and the Kabbalah of Yehuda, obviously Yosef starts out to be higher and Yehuda is lower. And then eventually Yehuda of achieves higher than Yosef, just like a husband and a wife. In Elam Hazeh, a man is higher than a woman and lost love. A woman is higher than her husband. This is exactly the same idea. I don't know the word exactly that apropos, but same idea. So the Rebbe skipped the philosophy. Don't, don't waste your time. Let's talk about life. What does Yehuda mean in our practical life? What does Yosef mean in our practical life? I mean our religious life. And why is there a logic for in our spiritual lives, Yehuda being less than Yosef? First being Yosef, then being Yehuda. And how in our spiritual lives is another possibility which the other way around. In other words, we're skipping all the mysticism, all the Zohar and Malchus stuff, and that Malchus is Moshe Allah. Skip it. Go straight to the practical side of this. What is the avoid of Yosef? What is the avoid of Yehuda? How is Yosef superior to Yehuda, which is why historically Yosef was higher? How is Yehuda ultimately superior to Yosef, which is why Mashiach come Yehuda superior? So the Rebbe begins, Skip the philosophy. Let's get to straight to the practical of Everybody knows. Everybody knows that the end of everything is what we do. So why talk about mystical things and philosophical, philosophical things? They may be very maybe lofty, they may be higher, but they're not the most important thing. The most important thing is what we do in this world. Let's talk about us. The Firikeva immediately goes to discuss this in Avedadika terms. Because it, this is actually the source of the way it is. Right? You know what it says in Hasidus, yeah? Right? As water mirrors a face, the heart of a person mirrors the heart of another person. But what does that mean? As the waters of Atsilus mirror the face of Atik Yoimin, can leave Adam Allah Adam, so the heart of Adam Atachtein, of the person below, mirrors the heart of Adam Elyon. Atsilus is a reflection of Atik, and Adam Atachtein is a reflection of Adam Elyon. In other words, we're in the image of Atsilus, and Atsilus is in the image of Atik. Yeah? But then comes the question where did Atik get its image from? The reason Atik, you have a cash, Atik have an image, Atik is Oyer, Oyer is Poshit. You know what the answer to that question is? Yisrael Olu B'Machshava. Yisrael Olu B'Machshava. That before the Ebishter made anything, including Eden Saf, he anticipated Yidin. Gashmi is Dika Yidin. And because in the Ebishter's Machshava, they created Gashmi is Dika Yidin, that's why in Atak Yemen there's a Tzura of Adam, which is then mirrored in Atzilas, and the Adam Atachin, that means the same Yid is in the image of Adam El So which came first? <laughs> the physical Yid obviously comes from the spiritual Adam Atzilas. Atzilus comes from Atik Yehimin. But how does Atik have a tzir? Atik is posh. The answer is because the Natsumah Samhosta individualizes the physical Jew. So who comes first? 
In other words, in Ishtasuas, obviously the last thing that happens is the physical universe. But in the Matara Sabriya, what came first? The physical universe. That's the Kavonim. So the Rebbe says, our avoidance that we do down here is the source of the Seder Ishtasuas. You know why there's an Atsilas and an Ein Saf? Because there's a physical Yid. So therefore, it's not just that we're being cheap. We're skipping the hard stuff. We're going on to the easy stuff. The real source of all sources is the physical avoid that we do in this world. Let's read that line one more time. The higher worlds are ishtalshalos from what we do down here. That doesn't make any sense. We're the end of the line. How could the higher worlds be mishtalshal from us if we come after them? And the answer, of course, is we come after them in reality. But in the Ebishas Machshava, we come first. So the Rebbe said, forget, don't talk about Askala, talk about Avoidah, that's the Matar of Etachat, that's Atmos Amur. Umavayasham. And the Fidik Rebbe says, what does Yosef Yehuda mean in Avoidah? The Yosef Yehuda in Talmud Umaisa. Yosef represents the idea of learning Torah and understanding mitzvahs. And Yehuda represents doing mitzvahs. Talmud the Yosef studying Torah goes on Yosef Atzadik. And he brings several rayas. First of all, that Yehuda was sent to Yosef to make a yeshiva. So even though Yehuda was sent to make a yeshiva, but he was meant to, sent to make a yeshiva in Yosef's house, because the Indian Atayda is by Yosef. Second of all, second line from the bottom, the Yosef is Melosh and he suffered. The word Yosef means to grow, to add. Growth and adding is only in the Abishta's wisdom and only in the Abishta's light that this goes on Tayda. And therefore, for these two reasons, we see that Yosef is connected to Tayda. Number one, the yeshiva is made in Yosef's house. And number two, the word Yosef means to add. And adding, changing, comes only in Tata. And that, of course, says when we add in Tata, it also comes in Eibishter. But nevertheless, we're adding. Second line from the top of the next page. The Yehuda Winyanamais. It represents action. And you see later on in the Maimek, action means bitl. Kabbalah sel, kfir. Kikeach amaisa ba'odamu akeach achitachtin. Action and bitl is the lowest level of a person. Okay? By people and by Yidin in particular. Says the Rebbe Valachain, second line from the end of that paragraph. Therefore, descending into action. Living your life ritually central. Where the most important thing is what I do is a very big Yerida. And to go so low, to go away from ideas and from feelings and from sensual experiences. To do actions, you have to have submission and you have to bend yourself. That's what Yehuda means. Yosef means to learn Torah and to grow. Yehuda means to lower yourself and to submit yourself to say, Hashem wants me to do Maiseh, I'll do Maiseh. Like the famous Lashem for the Lakuta Torah, the Avish would make the whole Judaism to one religion. That we should chop wood, we chop wood all day long. So Yosef means growth and Yehuda means submission. Since the translation of the word Yosef means growth, we connect it to Torah, that in the Torah is growth. And since Yehuda means submission, we're going to get to mitzvahs because mitzvahs require submission. Now, so who's greater? Huh? <laughs> Yosef, Yehuda, Tater or mitzvahs? So the Rebbe continues, when you talk about learning Tater and doing mitzvahs, which is of course Yosef and Yehuda, Afligu bazeh b'gemara, the Gemara argues about it. So Machlok is Rabbi Kiva and Abtav. Chadoma, Rabbi Kiva says, Talmud Godel, learning Tater is higher. The Chadoma, and Abtavon says, Maise Godel. Action is the most important thing. What did they paskin? What did they paskin? The Talmud Godel. That learning Torah is greater. Remember why? Why is learning Torah greater? 
Because God will Talmud If you want to know how to do mitzvahs, you have to learn Torah. If you want to be motivated to do mitzvahs, you need inspiration that comes from ideas and feelings. So Rabbi Kiva says the most important thing is Torah. In other words, Rabbi Kiva says the most important thing is Yosef. Rabbi Tarfin says the most important thing is Maise. In other words, the most important thing is Yehuda. And we pass on like Rabbi Kiva, the most important thing is, Yehud, is Yosef, Torah. But with a stipulation. You know why Torah is the most important thing? Because maybe the day Maise gets you to do mitzvahs. So normally we would explain this to mean that only through Torah can you have Kabbalah sale. But this Maime says something unusual. I've never seen this in, this, in a Maime like this before. It says the Rebbe Venimse, it turns out, this possibility of both opinions, they're both true. The most important thing right now is, Nimnu v'gomru, Talmud God, the learning Torah is great. However, you have to understand why. Why is learning Torah superior to action? In other words, why is Yosef compared to Yehuda? that brings you to action. And most my mother Hasidus will say, for you to have Kabbalah cell, he needs a motivation. And the motivation he gets from Taylor. But this Maime says something different. Listen to this. Vahainu, this means the Ikir Mailas Hamaisehu, the advantage of action, of doing mitzvahs as we know it now. We're doing mitzvahs. It's not only bitl and Kabbalah sale, but it is also It's an idea of correction and uh, separating, elevating and refining sparks. In other words, if mitzvahs were just kfi and Kabbalah sale, you wouldn't say God will tell me or the mice. You would say mice God, just do mitzvahs. But since now there's klipa, and because now there's klipa mitzvahs are not only about Kfi and Kabbalah sale, they're about Avedis Abirud. What does Birud mean? They're sparks of godliness lost. And you have to retrieve them through Maise. Because now we do mitzvahs for the sake of Avedis Abirudim, this is why God will tell much Mabel de Maise. And here's how he explains. In order to elevate sparks, you need a strength from the table. Bracket. Okay, I'm skipping the bracket, okay? Says the Rebbe and therefore I skip two lines. Yes, Betera Gamal Zavet Sabirudim. Tera has the Mal Zavet Sabirudim. Ulafichach, and therefore God will tell him what you may be the Maisa. Tera is the more important thing because it allows you to do Maisa, which is the idea of Vedas Sabirudim. And the Vechena Berucha, that's so true on Avedas Adam. You know why Tera is more important than Mitzvahs? Because when you're doing Mitzvahs, you're trying to refine yourself. There's a presumption, I and Pet Adnavald were wild. We're unrefined, we're inexact, we're full of confusion, entanglement, contradictions, and so forth. We need to clarify ourselves. We clarify ourselves through doing mitzvahs. The power that mitzvahs have to affect that we should make ourselves better is the power that it gets from the table. In other words, like this Hashem gave us mitzvahs. What are mitzvahs for? Depends when you live. If you live now, before Mashiach comes, mitzvahs are imre savayat to make us better, to heal our inequities, our flaws, our chesreinus, our inconsistencies. So I'm doing a mitzvah. Yeah, there's an element in a mitzvah bittel. But we can't think about the bittel of a mitzvah. Because before we think about the bittel of a mitzvah, we got to first be healthy. And the world has to first be healthy. That process of achieving health is called Aveda Sabiruri. What does Biruri mean? There's, there's stuff messed up. There's chaos. There's disorder. You have to organize it. 
says the Maimed, since now, we live in a world where there's a need to create clarity because there is a reality of confusion. Teda is more important. Because the power for Birudim comes from Teda. In other words, I'm doing mitzvahs. But I'm doing mitzvahs not for the sake of the mitzvah alone. I can't do that yet. I have to wait for Mashiach for that. Now I have to do the mitzvah because the mitzvah is going to clear me out. It's going to fix me up and fix up the world. Teach Teda is my father Birudim. I don't want to go into this at length, but I wrote it on the margin. And Bekitz and Nimrit's idea is, there's a very funny thing about Birudim. And that is, in order to create clarity in a confusion, you need two conditions. Number one, you have to get involved in the confusion. And number two, you have to be totally above the confusion. That's a contradiction. To fix an entanglement, to find diamonds in a mine, you've got to go into the mine. I don't hear you. Who? Please. I got enough on my plate. <laughs> in order to fix a problem, you have to invest yourself in the problem. And at the same time, in order to fix a problem, you have to be above the problem. Because if you're not above the problem, you're a part of the problem. If you're part of the problem, even when you fix it, you're fixing it only in part. It's like you elevate a spark, but that spark has a little darkness. Or you elevate a spark, and what you threw away has a stickle spark that you're losing because you don't know how to completely refuse it. So Birudim has a duality. This is Kabbalistically true. Mitzadecha is hislapshus. To fix, you got to get involved. The clarifies. Why? I'll give you the Kabbalah, you'll do it for homework, because in Chokhmah you have Gvura Sabatika Kadish, Butsina de Kadanisa, Talad de Bedulcha. Remember those words? Don't forget them. Okay, they're Shabbos Dika words, the Kavadar Shabbos. Chokhmah has in it Gvura Sabatik. Gvura Sabatik are not mean, Gvura Sabatik are exact. Gvura doesn't have to be mean. Gvura is exact. But exact in such a way that whatever it touches, it exacts in turn. Gvuras of Atika Kadisha are such a powerful, such a deep light that when they touch a confusion, everything organizes itself. The sparks are raised up, the clip is full, everything becomes organized. So there's a very interesting dichotomy in Birudim. You got to get involved in the klipa, that's called mitzvah. You got to be above the klipa so you can clarify it properly. That's called Talmud. So this Maimer says, what is the reason Rabbi Kiva says and we paskin like Rabbi Kiva now? Nimnu v'gomru godl Talmud shmeva demaisa. The answer is, the Ebershter gave us mitzvahs. Now, if other Bechava hadn't sinned, I don't know what the story would be. Maybe a different program. But they did sin. And because they sinned, life as we know, it is not simply about serving the Ebershter, it's about creating normalcy clarity, fixing problems. We call it in the world and in ourselves. To fix the confusion, the entanglement, the inconsistencies in our world and in ourselves, you have to do mitzvahs. Mitzvahs means you're investing yourself in the place of the entanglement. But you need the keach because teda does not invest itself in the entanglement. And it is that combination that allows mitzvahs to fulfill their purpose. A Jew comes along and says, you know what God, I don't like I don't want to elevate sparks. I want to live in a world of light. And the Abish tells him, I, I appreciate your desire, but I didn't create a world of light for you, and you don't live in a world of light. So if you're going to attempt to avoid this stuff, so you can live in a world of light, you're going to crash. It's not going to work. A Jew comes to the Abish I don't want to deal with confusion and entanglement. Bittle. Bittle to the Abish 
says the Ebishter to this year, if you're not going to first clarify the confusion, your bitl is going to end up with yeshes. It's not going to work. This confusion and entanglement has to be dealt with first. How do you deal with confusion and entanglement? Two opposite things. Maisha, get involved in the place where the entanglement is. But God will tell me, maybe the day Maisha, you need a kayach of Torah that emphatically does not get involved. So that the clarity that you will create and achieve through your investment should be real clarity because the essence of that clarity is coming from a point which is totally removed. So maybe mitzvahs have other meanings. But we can't afford to focus on other meanings. That's why in the framework of history, Yosef is higher than Yehuda. Yosef is Tater. Since now, in other words, before Mashiach comes, Yehuda's mitzvahs are not just Kfiyah and Kabbalah Seyah. They're Avedah Sabirudim, creating clarity. Yehuda needs, for that, Yehuda needs Yosef. But the story's not over. Mashiach is going to come. The Chachamim are going to get together, reconvene the Sanhedrin, and change the Psak. Do me a favor. Go seven lines from the end of that paragraph. Mashiach is going to come. And Abakiva is going to get together with his army, and Abtaifin is going to get with his army, and Abtaifin's army is going to be bigger. Abakiva is going to say after Mashiach comes, Talmud Gadol, learning Tadus, and Abakiva is going to say, No, Gadol. And what's going to happen? Nimnu, they're going to count. The Gomer, they're going to paskin. When Mashiach comes, it's not just a mystical process, it's a practical process. That now the Allah is like Rabtarfin because they're in the majority. Maisegod. Okay. They're going to re examine this question what is higher, Tayro or Mitzvah? Then there's going to be a new Psak. Now we say Talmud Godl. When Mashiach comes, Maisegod. And the Rebbe explains that's the way the Jewish law is. You can change a halacha from one court to another court by getting a new majority. Even in one generation, we find in some cases that one Sanhedrin will ask a question in Paskin halacha one way and then later on change the psa. The how much more so? Mashiach comes. It's a totally different level of Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin Sanhedrin of now, and therefore But what is really going to change? Not the halacha, not the psaktin, the world and the people. Since the world and the people are entangled and confused, so mitzvahs are not for kfiyah only; they are for birudim. You cannot have you can't invest yourself in clip and expect to fix it when you yourself are the lixishmutzva zingstu. You're laying in filth what are you so proud of? And the answer is God will tell much living right. There's an aspect of every one of our lives which is removed from that entanglement, and that's called Tater. So now, because of the entanglement in ourselves and the entanglement in our world, our mitzvah are for birudim, you can't do birudim without tater. Go back now. My hey. Omnom is That's only now. What does that mean? We live in a world where things are not clear and need to be made clear. We will have finished with the birudim. In other words, the world will be clear and you guessed it. So will people. In other words, we'll all be normal and psychiatrists will have to find a new job. And all the pharmaceutical companies are going to run out of business. 
Hashem is going to remove the spirit of uncleanness from the world. In other words, we're not going to be relatively healthy. We're going to be absolutely healthy. So then we're doing mitzvahs, but it's It's not doing mitzvahs to fix a mistake, to clarify an entanglement and a confusion. There's another reason for mitzvahs altogether. When that new reason for mitzvahs emerges, since it's not connected to birurim, mitzvahs are not going to need Torah. Like mitzvahs need Torah now, because to do birurim, you have to have these two opposite points of being invested and being removed. Therefore, in a Talmud, maybe they might say, you're not going to need Torah to help you achieve what mitzvahs need to achieve, which now is birurim. And when Mashiach comes, the hapsak is going to be the most important thing is mitzvahs. Because what are mitzvahs going to be when Mashiach comes? Next paragraph. Vinimizem, move on. Next paragraph, this explains. It explains why when Mashiach comes, Tate is not going to be higher. Amnam, however, what is the reason why his action is going to be greater? And the answer is, Mishum Sha'oz to his gala, then will be fully realized. The advantage of Bittal, which has to do with action. In other words, the idea of Bittal and Anivis. Mashiach is going to come. We will be much closer to God than we ever were. And what are we going to discover? That the way to get closest to God is not by learning and not by study and meditation and passions, but by bittel. Like I told you so many times, the Rebbe brings in the Zayar. Who is the poor person, Mashiach? So the question is, Mashiach is the poor person. Mashiach is richer than Mashiach Rabbeinu. So why is the Tehidah say Tefillah goes on Mashiach? And the answer is, Mashiach is richer than Mashiach Rabbeinu. But Mashiach knows what the Altar Rebbe used to say. What's higher than the revelations of Atilas? What's higher than the rations of Ein Saf? Knowing God like a child does. But you want to get close to the Amish there? Stop trying. So now, how does it work? Simple people are close to God. Sophisticated people are busy with godliness. That's why it says now about Shuvah is higher than a tzaddik. Mashiach is going to come. Oslo Sovet of the Kaibit the Yuftach. See this explains. Mashiach is going to teach tzaddikim how to be by the Shuvah. He's going to teach the spiritually most sophisticated people how to be simple. Like the Alter Rebbe said, In other words, the richest and holiest people in the world are going to discover that called the Poshet Milet Faith. You want to be close to God? Be a Poshet Yid. Higher than all the learning and all the revelations, even the Pnimiya Satera, is Bittl. And therefore, when Mashiach comes, what's going to be important? Mitzvahs. Because mitzvahs then are not going to be about clarity. Mitzvahs then are not going to be about disentanglement and confusion. Mitzvahs are going to be a statement of the fact, Ebishter, I'm a smart guy, I'm a spiritual guy, I give myself to you. And that's higher than everything else. Bittl Vanivis says, The Rebbe Vezehu, and this is why we understand now that in this world, Tater is higher than Mitzvahs because Mitzvahs need Tater to affect what Mitzvahs achieve now, which is Birudim. But when Mashiach comes, Birudim are going to be finished. And therefore, Mitzvahs are going to be just the end of Bittl. Then Mitzvahs are not going to need Tater. And therefore, Mitzvahs are going to be higher than Tater. Bittl is going to be higher than all the Yeluyim. And this is why the Avdi David Malachaleya, Mashiach, is from Shevet Yehuda, and he's called David Amalek. 
Mashiach is going to come, there will be all of the revelations. If I can't, there will be more revelations than ever. Kalil Talmud God will include the whole idea of Talmud, which means the lights that not only are illuminated, but they don't allow you to fool yourself. What does Bidur mean? You have a confusion, the light of Tata shines, and it's automatically no longer confused. That's pretty powerful, it's pretty deep. Nevertheless, Mikoma, turn to page in the test now. Higher than all the revelations of godly light, including a light which is so deep that it doesn't permit confusion and entanglement and dishonesty, higher than that is Bittle. A slave, even though Mashiach is the highest Neshama, right? What does it say? In Mashiach is being unbelievable enough. He's going to teach Taylor to the others and to Meshach Rabbeinu, and still he's going to be humble enough to teach a Pashtayid. In other words, what's the highest greatness of Mashiach? That he realizes that all of his giluyim are insignificant and the ikin is bitl and maisegod. The inyan ha'avda suinyan akfir. Servitude means submission. And that's how you reach the atmos of the Ebishter. His answer is the question why do we call Mashiach David Amalach? Kima Allah say ha'atm is a David Yanavad. The greatness of David Amalach was how humble he was. The Fidikab explains at length that Agam Shahi Amalach was a king. He called himself poor and impoverished. He was totally broke. That makes David the Malach into a chassid. Who was David the Malach? Think about David the Malach. I've, I've discussed this with you before. David the Malach was pushed incredibly handsome. He was gorgeous. Incredibly intelligent. Incredibly talented. A king who fought wars. And he wrote poems in the Shalom. He played the harp in the morning. He was a very sensitive man. He was a very sophisticated person. A very deep person. A very complex person. And he was a broken man. Not only broken because of his tzadahs, or because of his avedas, broken because of himself. I always tell you this, the Ebishter had a favorite. David HaMelech and Avraham Avinu, the Ebishter's favorites. He loves Avraham Avinu because of his, because of his loyalty. And David HaMelech did avedas, yeah. But the Ebishter forgave him his avedas. He was so tzabrach. He wasn't Tzabrachan only because of it. His Mahus was Tzabrachan and Mahus. David was Melech, his soul was broken like a, like a child. Mashiach is going to be associated with David HaMelech because of this Mailah. Bittle. And this, of course, is why when Mashiach comes, the change, the situation changes. Instead of Yosef being superior and Yehuda being subordinate, Yehuda becomes superior and Yosef becomes subordinate. We build the advantage of action. And therefore, Yehuda is going to be dominant, Yehuda is going to be subordinate. Not in this world, but specifically in Golos. Because in Golos we have more the my love bittle. It's man of bias, maybe we have more lichtika birudim. It's man of Golos we have more finster birudim. It's more bittle. It'd be a Sainum Mimit sign where we were still in Egypt. And for sure, since then, and I'm reading the very end, we come to build in the third base of Mikdash.